Welcome to the podcast of Vineyard Church Cardiff. We are a multi-site church longing for God's kingdom to come in order to restore the city and renew the nation of Wales. During the coronavirus outbreak, we are not meeting on a Sunday, but you can stay connected with us on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vineyard Church Cardiff. Each Sunday, we will be streaming a full-length service and providing resources for the kids. And across the week, we're putting up loads of content. You can find out more on our social media or at cardiffvineyard.org forward slash online church. Really excited to be interviewing Mark and Anna Crosby, our Westside pastors today. We are currently sitting in a somewhat windy garden in Cardiff. You know when you're like, oh, let's film outside, it's going to be awesome. And Fortunately, I've managed to get my arms out. It's not too cold. But um, now the last time, well, I have seen Mark and Anna once, but if we go back 20 weeks was the first and only service, live service, physical service of the West site. Just talk to me about Which that amazing, uh, that amazing <laughs> day. It was an amazing service and we loved it so much. And we were like, we were not far off being full and we had loads of people, loads of people exploring the church and we had all these plans for week two, you know, we're going to move into a larger space, we're going to change this, tweak that. We were pumped, the people who came were pumped and then on the Saturday night before our second service we get this call from you James being like, so uh, I think we need to have a chat about this um, Covid thing Um, and so week two physical never happened. Yes, but like just just reflecting, what a way to go! Yes, I mean, I mean we went, went we went out on a high. On a high, on a high. Anyway, tell me. Sorry, we moving on. Tell me how have been. I'm going to ask a massive question. You know, yeah. the last twenty weeks, how have things been with the West Side particularly? Yes, it's been. Obviously, we've all been doing it digitally, um, doing church digitally, and. Um, but we've been managing to still continue some of the compassion projects through the task force. So lots of us have been um, helping with that, which has been absolutely brilliant. And uh, we've seen some new small groups. Yes, uh, hallelujah, small, small groups, groups, they're pretty yeah. important. Um, just because we saw that there were just so many people that just needed to get into a small group in this time, that's just the best way. So um, yeah. it's, been, it's been really great and we have loved, we've loved uh, doing the site Sundays. And I've, been... jumped, I've jumped onto a, a couple of your site Sundays, yes. or actually any one, but yes. um, it was awesome. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And oh, it's a great way to just connect again. So it's it's yeah. so nice to see faces, isn't it? Like, um, like we've missed faces, but the site Sundays have just made it possible to mm. see people and see so many more people, and we've loved that. Absolutely. Now, both of you work outside of the church as well. Anna is a nurse. Mark, you're the communications director for VCUKI, which is the Vineyard Movement. One of your roles is kind of capturing stories of what God's doing, isn't it? You know, seeing what God's doing and then being able to tell the world about it. Why don't you just share maybe a couple of stories about what God's been doing around the nations? Yeah, I think I've just been blown away that there seems to be this rise in compassion, salvation, healings. Um, So um, we have a church in Scotland called Catalyst Vineyard. Um, About halfway through lockdown, they wrote to us and said, we've seen over 100 new Christians during lockdown alone through uh, church church online, which is amazing. Um, Whole vineyard run by our friends John and Joni, um, they had a recent health course and every single person who went 
um, on their course online, became a Christian, or they recommitted their lives to Jesus. So I'm like, that's flipping amazing. amazing. And I'm yeah. like, something is stirring. Yeah. Yes. And then, in terms of the compassion, we just see story after story where uh, local councils are paying the church to do the compassion projects, to feed the poor, to house them, to clothe them, take care of them, do lunches for children, like just amazing things. And then healings. Um, we've got a church called Kingdom Vineyard up in St Andrews, um, a wonderful church, and they've had a real favour anointing for healings. Yeah. And so they've had words that they've shared through their kind of online service and people who've been watching on TV through their screens, their phones, have been healed. And they just have that week after week after week. And so we've just seen this amazing rise in compassion, healings, yeah. salvation. Uh, I love it. It's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it, what, what God has... Well, the, the lockdown's happened at this time, but how technology has not saved us, because that's not true. It's obviously God that saves us, but has enabled so much connection. Because I think, you know, when I was the, the days of dial-up internet, you know, it would have been quite difficult to watch a Zoom service. But the fact is that people are getting healed, that people are coming to faith, that actually the front door of the church has got bigger than ever, hasn't it? Because suddenly you can invite a friend. They don't have to walk into a physical building and then suddenly they're there. So, um, oh, that's so encouraging, Mark. And Anna, you've been working as a nurse through the, throughout this whole time, which has obviously been, I'm sure, incredibly challenging. Why, do you just want to share a bit about how you found work yeah. and what God's yeah. doing there? So I, I, I work as a nurse in the Marie Curie Hospice in Penarthen. Um, obviously, I mean, we, we're all wearing masks now, but obviously at the beginning we were wearing visors and, and all the extra PPE. Um, and that was extremely challenging um, just for us as nurses and staff, but also for the patients. And at that initially, families weren't able to visit. And um, so that has been extremely challenging. Um, and exhausting probably, exhaust has it? Absolutely exhausting. Um, and after a 12 hour shift and so, um, but it's just been amazing um, to just see how God is still on the move. Just, just being able to have some just amazing conversations about faith with some of my colleagues um, and just as they're open to, and just asking some of the big questions that lots of us are asking about what is really going on yeah. and um, what is life about and what's important. So, do, um, do you feel that there has been a particular openness? You know, obviously you've been in that environment for a number of years. Do you feel that the questions that people are asking there's more of a receptivity do you know what I mean yeah and yes I, I do and I also think people are asking questions about why I have hope and yeah. I think and just being able to explain that that is because of Jesus that my hope isn't based on lockdown lifting or yeah, yeah. Uh, you know being able to see more friends together in my garden but just that I have a hope in Jesus and he's he's in control and um so yeah I definitely have seen that yeah so, slight shift, what do you, what's God been speaking to you about at this time? Do you know what I mean? It's like, God speaks to each one of us differently, we're all processing different stuff, but specifically to you two, what has God been speaking to you both about? Yeah, so I think as we've looked at the last 20 weeks, I think it's become clear that we're all in the same storm, but not in the same boat. And so lots of us are dealing with different things. Uh, some of us are dealing with job issues and family issues and health issues. And um, so it's been looked really different for, for lots of us. So, but I think uh, for us, um, I've realized that quite early on, I realized that I'd become quite dependent on the gathered environment, whether that was on a, on a Sunday or 
um, on small group to uh, hear God's voice and sense his presence. And for me, um, you know, for lots of us were, lots of our questions at the beginning were, you know, God, what are you doing? Especially for us, we'd started this site, we'd said yes to him. And then we were a bit like, oh, this wasn't the plan. This wasn't the plan we had planned. And so just questioning, like, I can't quite see what you're doing, God. And so for me, um, in, initially, I, I, the scriptures were just so comforting. And I think for me, just grieving some of the hopes and the, and the dreams and the expectations of what 2020 was going to look like, the yeah. holidays that we were going to have and, the, you know, the, <laughs> the parties, the, the parties we were going to have. And um, just obviously those were then just taken away. And um, for me, uh, looked different for Mark, but for me, uh, just coming, coming to Jesus and just saying and giving him those losses and that grief. And for you, Mark? Yeah, I think um, we've all had this kind of a different journey, haven't we? Yeah. You know, there's been highs and lows for all of us and there's been like a little bit of, oh, it's quite nice not to have the usual uh, hustle and bustle. Um, but then like kind of we've been uh, preparing for the, the summer and kind of looking at what summer looks like. And normally kind of every year during our summer holiday somewhere, um, we take some time out and we seek the Lord and we say to him like, how, how are we doing? Like, how's the path that you set us on? Like, is that, are we still on the right track? Like, what would we need to let go of? What would we lay down and what have we got to pick up? And it looks a lot like um, that in this season that throughout the last 20 weeks, we've been saying, God, what do we stop? What do we start? What do we sustain? They're really profound. Just say that again. Yeah. What do we stop? What do we start and what do we sustain? And those are questions that we're taking to God. And we're almost saying, like, the posture of our heart is, what do we lay down? Yeah. And then when we lay it down, what do we pick up? And um, we've been preparing that for the summer. We're, we're processing it. We're going through it. We have a, a, a brain dump on, like, a whiteboard somewhere <laughs> that we've got all of these kind of questions. But I think... For the first time, everyone, wherever they are, they are processing some of these questions in some form, like, what have I started, which I might need to, to keep on um, doing, or yeah. what have I stopped that I no longer want to do? And that goes for households and finance and school things and personal things, finance things, sin things. Yeah. Like, there's so much there. And, and for the first time, the world is in turmoil because we are all processing these questions. We've all been kind of given 20 weeks out so far... Yeah. 20 weeks and counting of um, what does the future look like? Because it's not going to look like what the past did. That's really good. And so as you've gone on that process of exploring with Jesus, how, how have you actually done that? Because I think, you know, as Christians, we're often, it's easy to say, well, we did this with Jesus. But, but I'm kind of diving in. What does that actually look like in your life in the day to day? Yeah, I think I've been really encouraged by Matthew 7. Um, I was reading through it just a few days ago and looking at Jesus explaining about the wise and the foolish builders. And we've all done that story in um, like school or Sunday school or somewhere or in Bible reading. And we know that this has felt like a storm. But like here, he's talking about like the storm, like the wind and the rain and like the storm is coming and it's bashing on the house. And it's like what are your foundations built on? And 
that's been a challenge to me that I have gone away and gone, what are my foundations built on? Like Anna said. And it's always a dangerous question to ask, yeah, yeah. isn't it, in some senses? Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like an easy, what are my foundations? And then you're like, well, let me really look at my foundations. Yeah. And how much of my foundations are based on, because I gather once a week for a, as a church, like my foundations are built on that. And that's an important um, 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 touching point and we love it and we treasure it and we grieve it. Um, but at the same time, if that's my foundation and my, it's, that's, that's everything, then I'm not sure that's okay. And so I've um, been spending a lot of time with, um, with God and just processing that pain of, oh, I missed the corporate worship. And then him going to me, well, what, what does worship look like, Mark? Yes. and me going, oh, I really miss being led in this way. And he's like, would you let me lead you? And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't think I spent as much time with Jesus as perhaps I did. So like just going through and going, what, what are my foundations built on? Yeah, and I think for me, um, just like you said, like what, how have we processed those questions? I think, um, I think it's come down to uh, just being able to acknowledge the grief for me, it was acknowledging the grief um, and the things that I needed to lay down and my hopes and expectations. And um, and it was that was so helpful with David in the Psalms. But I think also for me, journaling has been so helpful as I've read scripture and then pray, prayerfully considered just the questions that were rising up in me and then just writing those things down um, and just processing just some of the you know, all those emotions of grief, but also anger um, and um, frustration. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, initially lockdown felt a bit like a holiday, didn't it? For the first couple of weeks, then reality set in. And then- It's uh, like, whoa, 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 I'm over it now, over it now. done, so done. <laughs> and so obviously then all the other emotions and they're good emotions, they're yeah. good emotions. And, and God is not afraid of our emotions. Yeah. And so for me, just processing those things and the questions that were rising up in me. Um, and, and obviously some of the emotions that were coming up, trying to decipher, um, you know, is this something that I, is, is for me? Or do I need to take those to, to others? Is that help for me to go to others and, and question those things together? Is that a, a healthy process? So I've done a bit of both of that. Um, so for me, that's what it kind of it kind of looked like, and I think. Um, some and would you journal most days, or is that kind of more once a week thing? What's that look like so, in your own life? Obviously, with shift work, the day I, I I'm not getting up at five o'clock, and unfortunately, come on, but Anna. The day, the I'm day, disappointed. No, I know, but I think some of the the days that I was off, yeah, most days I'm, and so I think for us, we 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 had we have the privilege of having a spare room in our house, and we have. We created a space. We knew nobody was going to be uh, sleeping in in the spare bed, and so we've made that room uh, a retreat room. Yeah. Um, and for us, that's been great, just for retreating from each other in a house <laughs> where we're all in together, but also just retreating with I'm Jesus. Off to I know. <laughs> I need some. You're space. on the kids. I'm, I'm the, retreating. I need some space. So we and it's been brilliant just for us, but also for our children. I've yeah. gone in there and just written prayers on the wall and um, just just questions that they had and um and so for for me yeah most days i'd be in there and just um just you know 20 minutes and and it's nice having that space i imagine do you know what i mean i know we won't all necessarily have that option no. but at the same time almost having that place that you can go and be yes. with god yes i think it's having a habit yes. um that's what we found most helpful so when we realized that we needed a habit 
a new habit and a new rhythm um, to suit living in a house, being locked down. Um, it's having a place to go to. And so personally, I would uh, start the day with a devotional with the kids um, and we spend about 10 minutes uh, um, looking at spiritual practices or Bible yeah. and then um, I spend about a quarter of an hour of the middle of the morning um, just like prayerfully journaling, praying, spiritual practices and then the middle of the afternoon again another quarter of an hour reading through the Bible, journaling in it, um, just kind of spending time and just inviting God into that space every single time and an awful lot of the time the journaling did look like what what do you want me to lay down and what do you want me to pick up? Because every day you wake up and you have more of your own stuff yeah. and you go, oh, I, I was making progress. Now I've got something else. I have this negative feeling, this emotion, this sin. And you like, God, what do you want me to lay down? And just inviting his presence into that space every single yeah. day um, and going, what do you want me to pick yeah. up? And it's just one long conversation, isn't it? Because I know we often use the word pray and pray just feels quite formal, doesn't it? But, you know, what you're talking about, Mark, is just this ongoing conversation of which there are points that you keep coming back to throughout the day to remind yourself of what God's doing. And I think uh, being in a household where not all people have the privilege of having that shared passion in their household, um, but where you do, it's kind of being encouraging to one another and just, like, releasing them to have the freedom to go and spend time with God and going leave that, let me do that and you just go and spend time in the prayer room, just go and spend time with God, head off like a walk or um, a run and, and just um, just spend time with God and then just tag teaming like yeah. is, is how we have found that helpful. Brilliant, that's really great. Now I've got a big question for you. I don't really like small questions. I prefer big questions. Uh, what, I, I think both of you have got a prophetic edge to you. Do you know what I mean? I, I, we don't use titles over people, but, you know, the sense of seeing what the Lord's doing. What do you feel prophetically like the Lord is saying to both our church, perhaps, and maybe even wider? If, if... Yeah, um, I think if I start, shall I start? Yeah. We've written down a few things. Um, I, think, I think the world is changing shape, and so we we are all feeling that pain because the world is changing shape, culture is changing shape, and we ourselves are changing shape. Therefore, the shape of church is changing, yeah. and that's a natural progression. It's not the mission of church, it's just a bit of um, shape. Um, and so with no, um, I think, one of the things I found really helpful was I was listening to a guy called Jay Pafak, who we had speak um, a couple of weeks ago. And, and he's reasonably profound. I think he's all right, isn't he? He's... Sucker punched us, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> 60 minutes back. It was that moment where you kind of got off the, the um, um, Zoom call and like everyone just began to text you going, that was incredibly <laughs> profound and I feel like I've been punched in the guts. And, like, and it, it was only 16 it, minutes, it 16 how did minutes. he do it? Um, and he was talking, um, I'm in the profound way that he does. And he was saying, when you teach a person to play chess, you teach them how to play chess without using their queen. And so they have to use their rooks, their bishops, their pawns, um, because, because if you lean on your queen too heavily, you don't end up being a fully rounded uh, chess player and you'll tend to be beaten a lot of the time. And then he said, then lockdown hit and the church had their queen taken, which was our church services. And he was like, we've had to learn how to play chess without our queen. And I, I think there's a realisation in the Western church, definitely, that, that we have 
in some cases worshipped our services and worshipped our sung worship and so those two things being taken away have been so painful and it's not because they're bad in themselves but it's almost you raise those up above everything else above time with Jesus and and you know kind of all of the wonderful things that we have so they're good um, and so we miss gathering and we miss singing but I think a church service shouldn't be confused with the church serving mm. and I think a church gathering is not more important than the church scattering. So I think prophetically we're seeing a rebalance, a realigning, those tensions being kind of worked out. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're seeing, and th this really um, excites me, we're seeing the return of power to people's homes. Yeah. So we're seeing more people push into spiritual practices because they're like, well, I can't sing with my church, um, therefore, what does worship look like? Yeah. Um, and so I think we're seeing an increase in monastic habits, like people going silence and solitude and fasting um, and like different sorts of spiritual formation prayers and those helpful exercises. And what I love about the picture that you talked about with the chessboard is yeah. it's the different pieces, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Pieces. Suddenly, actually, there are maybe things that have been redundant yeah. or put to the side yeah. that suddenly we're rediscovering out of necessity. Well, it's a new muscle that we're learning how to use. Yeah. It's when you return to the gym, having just worked on legs for, for years and years. I wouldn't know years. about this, but yeah, Nor, talk, talk to me like I do. I'll talk to you like you do, <laughs> because I don't go to the gym either, but once upon a time, but it's when you begin to flex a muscle that you've not yes. used, and at first you're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. And then you gradually go, oh, actually, this is making me more rounded. Yeah. Um, so I think we're seeing, or will see, a rise in homes becoming a spiritual stronghold. And that. that's part of the thing is, what is God saying, lay down and pick up? And I think one of the things he's saying, lay down the kind of idols that we've made and pick up the places, which, the sacred spaces, the spiritual strongholds, the time with Jesus. I think so just in finishing, question number six with lots of sub points. So, you, you know, just in kind of wrapping up, so what do you think God is asking of, of you and us and of us in this season? I mean, Jesus says to be my disciple, you must lay down your life and take up your, the cross. And so for me, I mean, that's wow, again, what a challenge. What, but what are those things that Jesus is asking in our lives for us to lay down and, and what does it mean to pick up so, cross? I think there's, an invitation like, you know, what are you stopping? What are you starting? What are you sustaining? And at that same time, it's wrapped up in that um, uh, question of what is God asking you to lay down and what might he ask you to pick up? Amazing. Thank you, Mark and Anna. As we come in to finish, you know, we are in August and August is often a great chance. And I know we're all in an upside down world right now, but it's still a great chance to take some time out to reflect on some of those things about laying down and picking up and just being like, okay, God, I'm open to you speaking. And what does it look like for me to get in my place? So thank you so much. And we will see you again next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember, you can tune in to our YouTube channel on Sundays from 10.30 for our online church or connect with us through Facebook and Instagram to hear from us throughout the week. We would love to help you find out more about Jesus or grow in your faith. So if you have any questions, get in touch on social media or email info at cardiffvineyard.org. If you're local to Cardiff, we would love for you to get involved in a small group, which is just a small group of people meeting throughout the week across the city. Of course, meeting online at the moment. 
They are the heartbeat of this church and now more than ever at this time of social distancing, they are so important for you to stay connected to church and grow in your faith. Head to our website cardiffvineyard.org and hit the small groups tab at the top of the page to find out more. If you're listening from further afield, thanks so much for tuning in. We're really glad you're here. But we would also love to help you get connected with a local church where you are. So email us at info at cardiffvineyard.org and we would love to help. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.